Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything A. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Also brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integritire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integritire dealers. Today, the latest market report from Sask Wheat says Russia continues to dominate the world wheat market, undercutting U.S. wheat values by 30 to $60 a ton. We also have details on the impact of the Russian invasion of Ukraine on wheat exports from the Black Sea. A big eastern grocery store chain was under scrutiny last night at the hearings of the Commons Agriculture Committee. Real Agriculture has a cattle market update with Ann Wasco. And the farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. The latest Sask Wheat Market Outlook says Russia continues to dominate wheat sales this winter following a huge harvest. Market analyst Michael Wilton says Russia completed a huge sale of wheat to Egypt this past week. In the significant purchases and trades, Egypt purchased 535,000 tons of Russian wheat for Feb-March delivery. The price was $323.40 a ton. Algeria bought 250 to 300,000 tons of durum wheat, likely from several origins at $450 a ton. This was significantly lower than previous durum tenders. U.S. export sales of 136,000 tons were well below expectations and left the season total at 595 million bushels, down 6% from last year. Egypt's tender was one of the more important news items that happened last week. Russian wheat dominated the tender, winning the entirety of the 535,000 ton purchase. There was large participation in the tender, with over 20 offers from over 13 suppliers. Most of their offers were Russian origin. There were no U.S. offers, but there was one French offer, which was $30 a ton higher than the lowest Russian price. Russia obviously is not done exporting wheat, as lower oil prices are causing the country to rely on other commodities like wheat to finance the war. The World Bank must approve the purchase as they are providing the financing, but this is not expected to be an issue. We are close to the one-year anniversary of Russia's war. This time last year, Egypt bought Romanian wheat at $338 a ton, which was roughly worth 5,300 Egyptian pounds. 
Last week, Egypt paid $323, which roughly equates to 9,800 Egyptian pounds. So wheat in Egypt cost 85% more than it did last year. While today Egyptian purchases are higher than last year, they are well behind average. Okay, over to Canada. We have been pleasantly surprised by the place of exports that Canadian shippers have been able to maintain. This is largely thanks to the strong performance of the rail lines. With that said, rail car fulfillment still frequently falls below the 90% threshold. According to the Ag Transport Coalition, CN hopper car fulfillment has fallen short of the 90% threshold in 10 of the past 11 weeks. Similarly, CP's performance has fallen below 90% for the 18th week in a row. Rail companies supplied 82% of the ordered hopper cars in week 23, which was a strong improvement from the seasonal low set in week 22 of 52%. Canada exported another 356,000 tons of wheat in shipping week 26. Weekly exports have been steadily declining over the past weeks, but this is still more than the average weekly pace of 382,000 tons. We exports often slow in January and February before picking up into the springtime. For Durham, Algeria tendered for 50,000 tons of Durham last Tuesday. They were reported to instead have bought a much bigger 250 to 300,000 tons of Durham for a price between $448 a ton to $450 a ton. The shipments were for February-March timeframe. We hear that Richardson sold some of the wheat, so Canadian Durham was involved, but we are unsure as to the amount. If the price is correct, we calculate this to be about $13.50 a bushel at the elevator. The price of the Algerian tender was a surprisingly steep discount to the approximately $492 a ton that Tunisia paid on December 20th, which calculated to about $15.30 at the time. We are not sure as to the cause of the steep drop in price, but some of our international sources believe that the decline in price was largely driven by Canada bidding aggressively. In view of the Algerian tender, Durham prices in Italy fell by 22 euros per ton over the week and are now bid at 438 euros a ton. We figure that this calculates to about $13.75 at the elevator in Saskatchewan. Michael Wilton compiles weekly market report for the Sasquatch website. Coming up, he outlines the latest market impact on grain movement from war-torn Ukraine and Russia. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Spalding on 620 CKRM. The latest outlook from Sask Wheat says Russia continues to dominate sales in the world wheat marketplace. Analyst Michael Wilton says Russia's huge harvest last fall is not expected to be repeated again this year. But in the meantime, he says Russia is selling wheat at a 30 to $60 a ton discount to U.S. values. In the Black Sea. Exports from Ukraine are becoming increasingly difficult as the lineup in the Bosphorus continues to get bigger. There were no Ukrainian offers in the first position of the Gask tender, and only one offered in the second position for March. Initial estimates for Russia's upcoming wheat crop are for 84 to 87 million tons. This would be a significant drop from the approximately 100 million tons that they produced this past year. The decrease is largely from dryness in the southern region and frosts in the central and Volga region. 
the combined production decreases that are expected in Ukraine and Russia for the upcoming crop season amount to about 20 million tons. Production in the Black Sea will become increasingly important to the market when the crop comes out of dormancy this spring. In the coming week, Russia continues to drive the nearby market, and time is running short for a sustained old crop rally. We think wheat remains supported by the fundamentals, but politics, inflation, and economic uncertainty are adding a substantial amount of risk. The funds are short in all wheat markets, and there is nothing new in the mix to prompt them to cover this in the short term. The condition of the winter crop coming out of dormancy will be the next major piece of news. Until then, Russia looks poised to dominate the export market with prices 30 to $60 below U.S. values. Market analyst Michael Wilton compiles the weekly market report for the Sasquatch website. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. It's now time to talk cattle markets for our beef market update with Ann Wasco, the Gateway Livestock Exchange. Ann, great to chat with you. Yes, good to be here, Sean. What, what do we see this week in the markets? Well, quiet, I guess. So as far as U.S. cash is concerned, we haven't traded. It still could trade here later today. Um, the, certainly the sellers, feedlots are asking for more money in the South. I'm hearing, you know, 158 ish is an ask, um, but uh, packers haven't bet yet. And uh, kind of a 252 or better delivered for dust trades in the North are the asks. But as it sits today, um, at this point, as we're chatting here, we haven't seen trade, but I, I do think it's going to be higher. The question is how much. So we'll wait and listen for that later today in the, in the news. Um, the cutout, we did see uh, th- that trend is lower. And we've talked about that when, even when Lindsay and I talked two weeks ago, uh, they were down, the choice cutout down about three and a half bucks this week. We're at 265. Again, not out of the ordinary for this time of year. It typically kind of slips right into, into February before we start to turn that corner and see cutout prices move higher into that spring demand. So that one's kind of fits fits what we'd be expecting. Back home in Alberta, we saw fed cattle markets certainly um, stronger. Still quiet, light trade in Western Canada as well, but 320 to 321 delivered drafts, that, that's anywhere from steady to three higher, depending on what measurement you want to take from last week. Um, so the market continues to, and I think I used this word with Lindsay two weeks ago, grind higher. And so that's what we're doing again. I've got a kind of a little bit of a warning sign or a red flag still on these Canadian steer carcass weights. So Sean, they're big. Oh, what, why? <laughs> well, we haven't cleaned up yet. And um, so loud just to put it, to put some numbers in perspective, last week was another record steer weight again, 957 pounds. Um, that's 34 pounds over last year and 31 over the five year average. So it's a big number. Um, U.S. weights are down 10 pounds. So the, you know, Dave have clearly from last quarter, you know, cleaning up more current and gaining that leverage gun and we're still, we're still fighting it. So again, it's just, we've had so many cattle on feed. That's been our, you know, our Achilles heel all through 22 and we're carrying it into first quarter of 23, obviously to get out from these cattle that, you know, continue to be behind in their, 
in their marketing rate for sure. Yeah, and and more pen space being added. Like I've I've heard about numerous yeah. expansions and you know new lot. Like yeah, th- th- that isn't that's going to become more of a thing going forward, is it not? Well, it has been, and I think you know we've been following Canfax does a demographic report on the on the size of the Western Canadian feedlot sector and pen space and capacity each year, and so that report will come out um, next month, I believe. But you know, even if you go back to last year's report, that was an eighteen percent increase in in capacity over the last um, handful of years, and we know when this report comes out, it's going to be bigger again than, than the report in twenty two. So here we are, you know, everybody's been scratching their heads over, you know. Uh, how do we sell these pens? Well, we've talked about this, Sean. You import the feeder cattle, you import the corn um, to to fill more capacity because it's not coming clearly. It's not coming from the Western Canadian or the Canadian cow herd for that matter. Okay, so if we've got to import U.S. corn and import U.S. feeder cattle, what's the advantage to feeding in Western Canada? I'll have to send you some phone numbers. I just okay, <laughs> okay, I, I get you. No, okay. I, no, that that is when I say we're scratching our heads, we're literally scratching our heads. I mean that, that one just um, and and then you layer this wide Canadian basis on. I, I could make that storyline for you, Sean, if we had a strong basis. You know that that when I that you could write that in. Yeah, the Canadian dollar is weak, and that would make sense. But we've got this very weak basis and we struggled with it all through 22 and we're still there t- here today. We're minus, you know, 16, $17 under the U S market today. So it's, you know, I wish I, I wish those dots lined up. I got you. When we, when we talk about demand, demand has been strong for, for beef. Canfax had released um, um, some early data um, a couple weeks ago that talked about 2022 being a record demand year for, for Canadian beef uh, in Canada. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather in just a moment. The Real Agriculture Report has been brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboine, Schlamps, Integra Tire, and Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. The farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Sunny today, wind west 30, gusting to 50. The high today, plus 2, the low, minus 4. Wednesday, mainly cloudy, snow beginning tomorrow afternoon. Winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high tomorrow, minus 1, the low, minus 14. Thursday, sunny with a high, minus 5, the low, minus 12. Friday's outlook, sunny, the high, minus 1, the low, minus 5. Saturday, sunny with a high zero, the low minus nine. Sunday, sunny, the high minus two, low minus seven. Monday, partly cloudy with a high forecast, again melting a plus one. Normal high for this date is minus eight, the normal low minus 20. The sun rose at 825 this morning. It sets at six o'clock tonight. And currently, the hot spot is Maple Creek at plus six. I think that's about the third day in a row. The cold spot up north, Collins Bay at minus 17. Estevan is zero. Saskatoon minus one. Swift Current is plus three. Weyburn plus one. Yorkton also plus one. Regina partly cloudy and minus one. That's 30 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-southwest at 18. Humidity is 79%. The barometer rising 
101.3. Partly cloudy moose jaw plus two winds are from the west southwest at 41. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy and minus one, that's 30 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, mcdougalauctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. A top executive with one of Canada's big grocery chains found himself on the hot seat last night in Ottawa. Francois Thibault, the executive vice president of Metro, which owns a chain of grocery stores in both Quebec and Ontario, appeared before the Commons Agriculture Committee to talk about rising food prices. Recently, Metro announced a healthy profit in the most recent quarter, at the same time that food inflation year over year continued to hover at more than 10%. In his opening statement, Thibault defended his company's business model and was critical of some of the things being said about Canada's grocery industry. The inflammatory language used to describe the grocery industry in the past few months has been untrue and unproductive. To say that grocers like Metro are causing food price inflation or using it to pad our profit margins is simply not true. Experts agree that the causes of food price inflation are far beyond the control of grocers. At Metro, our publicly disclosed growth targets have remained the same. And as I said previously, our profit margins have remained stable for many years and we have not passed on all the impact of inflation to customers as we have absorbed a part of the increase. Once the niceties were out of the way, Thibault was peppered with questions from the all-party committee, including this line of questioning from Ontario Tory MP Leanne Rood. When you order fresh produce from farmers that you contract and they're vendors for you and they deliver the goods to your centralized warehouse, do you impose additional fees on those farmers to cover the cost of unloading the truck with the goods that you've ordered and have them deliver to you? The fees that we charge uh, are negotiated and, and transparent. We favor uh, local purchases. It's a big portion of our of our sales, especially in, in, in the summers. So the answer, sorry to interrupt you, I only get six minutes, but the answer is yes, you do, you do charge the farmer a fee to unload their to have your people unload their goods at your warehouse I don't have the specifics I don't know about specific fees I, I all I know is that uh, we try to negotiate and be transparent with all fees right. that we charge suppliers. well I can answer that question for you from farmers I've talked to and yes they are charged an additional fee uh, we've heard um, that grocery stores charge farmers other fees and so I'm just wondering um, there's something called a chargeback so we hear that you charge this chargeback which is a percentage of total sales that you charge back to the farmer or what you would call a rebate simply for having the privilege of selling their food to you to put on the store shelves so I'm wondering if this is a practice that your company engages in um, no in fact uh, we have a very transparent pricing mechanism uh, with with local suppliers we have a web-based uh, transaction platform where we put out the quantities 
Uh, so you don't for. have a chargeback program, or you don't have a program called a rebate program that you negotiate with farmers? If it's if it's if it's a part of the fee that we negotiate, I, I I don't have a specific example for you, but I'm saying that the pricing that we negotiate with suppliers are very transparent. We if they they bid to what they want to sell on the on the on the web platform. Right. Well, I again I, I get this information from farmers who tell me they participate in rebate programs, and I can tell you from experience, my family having dealt with big grocery stores, there is something called a rebate program where you do charge a percentage back. So if, uh, if you're not aware of that, uh, uh, you know, um, perhaps maybe you should look into that. Besides the ongoing review by the Commons Agriculture Committee, the Competition Bureau of Canada is conducting its own investigation into food inflation this year. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com An independent agricultural consultant made some rounds in the parkland area of northeastern Saskatchewan this past week. Brad Markison was in Wadena last Tuesday and Swan River on Wednesday. He provided producers with some farming tips, of course, their agriculture marketing strategies, management. He also gave an outlook on pulse crops. If we take a look at peas, peas have been fairly strong. There is strong demand out of uh, China. China is our major purchases of both our yellow and green peas. And that has been strong. Now, a lot of people say, well, how come India's not, India's not buying or Pakistan? A lot of those peas are flowing through China. Um, they're getting processed, uh, usually into uh, a food additive or as a non-meat product, and then flowing back into India and Pakistan as a finished product. So we are watching sales uh, this year uh, of China buying a a lot of pea pea meal, pea flour. So that's that's positive and kept that price uh, strong. The other problem that we're having in some of our areas, say north and north uh, or in and around North Battleford, we're seeing a lot of uh, problems with disease. So we are uh, we are looking for uh, opportunities to seed peas in other areas like the 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 Wadena area, the Yorkton area, and that's only going to be positive. Magnuson is happy to hear that India waived its tariff on Canadian lentils for another year. I think that's very, very positive news. They've had average crops in India, better, better crops, uh, unfortunately, on the wheat side last year. But I think that food demand and, and one of the things that we're, we're starting to hear more about is food and food security. So I think that, you know, we're starting to see some, some countries open up a little bit and make sure that we are trading with other nations in a fair manner. Magnuson notes he's keeping his eye on a couple of specialty crops. You know, one of the one of the things that uh, I think the two things that are surprising this year are both uh, canary seed and mustard. Globally, we just don't have mustard anywhere in the world. Now, we've got to remember that Saskatchewan is the largest, uh, pretty much the primary primary area to grow all of the mustard for the world. And with the with the dry conditions we've had over the last couple of years, that has shot mustard prices un, unheard of mustard prices over a dollar twenty uh, a pound, and and that is uh, leading to some very uh, profitable opportunities for producers to look at other crops like mustard. 
Brad Markison is an independent agricultural consultant based in Manitoba. He held seminars in Wadena and Swan River, Manitoba last week. Here's the market updates with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Market update is brought to you by Freeze Tommen Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tommen has been your trusted building materials supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. And Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. And also brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. Looking for the perfect vehicle? They'll find a match that exactly fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. Grain prices saw limited movement in early trading today. Viterra prices for number one red spring wheat gained a dollar forty one at four fifteen eighteen. The rest were all unchanged. Durham four forty two twenty six. Feed barley three seventy one fifty seven. Canola eight twenty one twelve. Chickpeas eleven sixty eight forty five. Flax six fifty six ninety eight. Lentils six ninety four forty. Oats 229.32, yellow peas 459.88, and feed wheat 289.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, hard red spring wheat for March went up four cents at 9.21 and a half cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 6:20 CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now, the latest livestock quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of February 7th. Our last regular sale was on February 1st. D1 and D2 cows sold from 95 cents to $1.05. D3 cows sold from 85 cents to 95 cents. Counter cows sold from 70 cents to 85 cents. Heiferettes sold from $1.45 to $1.60. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.20 to $1.36. We also had bred cows that day. Good young dispersal cows sold from $1,700 to $2,200. Middle age dispersal cows sold from $1,400 to $1,700. And non dispersal cows sold for slaughter price. We had a pre sorted calf sale here on January 30th. 300 to 400 pound steers averaged $3.07 and sold it to $3.45. 400 to 450-pound steers averaged $3.25 and sold up to $3.45. 450 to 500-pound steers averaged $3.16 and sold up to $3.45. 500 to 550-pound steers averaged $3.12 and sold up to $3.25. 550 to 600-pound steers averaged $2.98 and sold up to $3.15. 600 to 650-pound steers averaged $2.92 and sold up to $3.10. 650 to 700-pound steers averaged $2.80 and sold up to $3. 700 to 800-pound steers averaged $2.62 and sold up to $2.77. And 800 to 900-pound steers averaged $2.48 and sold up to $2.59. Heifers were about 45 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Today's quotes are still unavailable. We have yesterday's quote, 182.81 per CKG. Coming up, the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. 
Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. SaskTel has partnered with the Rural Community Group, South Saskatchewan Ready, to bring Infininet, the fiber broadband network, to several communities in southern Saskatchewan. SaskTel says the communities of Bengoff, Cornac, Rock Glen and Willow Bunch is included in the new network. SaskTel says its community partnership program has been used by more than 30 communities across the province to bring improved services to residents. The National Farmers Union says Canada is facing a farmland crisis. The NFU is encouraging farmers to donate land to community land trusts to provide a way for farmland access to a new generation. The NFU describes land trusts as non-profit corporations created to acquire and hold land for the benefit of a community. The NFU sees potential for Canadian land trusts to secure and preserve farmland and create avenues for farmland succession. The NFU says a petition is underway calling for changes to the Canadian tax code to allow landowners to donate to community land trusts on the same basis as land donations to ecological land reserves. The NFU is asking for people to sign the petition by the end of the month deadline to help address a farmland crisis. On the markets, the TSX is up 22 points at 20,651. The Dow has dropped 60 points to 33,830. Oil has gone up 270 at 76.81 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 74.40 cents US. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of the broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news, on your voice for everything ag, 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada. Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.